From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Monday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here starting another week. So we've got some rain coming along the Oxford area this morning, getting a little stormy, a little rainy. Putting uh, the baseball game tomorrow definitely in doubt. Forecast pretty rough for uh, Tuesday. Ole Miss supposed to continue its season. It's Arkansas State at 4 o'clock tomorrow. But today we'll talk about a pretty successful weekend for Ole Miss Athletics. Ole Miss basketball going to Athens. Georgia really bad. But Ole Miss playing without um, multiple starters, flu running through their team, multiple players playing a lot of minutes with flu symptoms. They uh, have a blowout win over the Georgia Bulldogs. So um, we'll talk about that today. Ole Miss baseball starts with a sweep of Charleston Southern. The Rebels uh, dominated, outscoring the Buccaneers 32-6, to including two run rule games. They won in seven innings on Saturday. They won in eight innings on Sunday to start the uh, the season 3-0. and I see in the uh, D1 baseball top 25, the Rebels move up to number three today. Um, whatever you'd like to make of that. Uh, They are number three, Texas number one, Arkansas number two, Ole Miss number three in that poll. So those things, uh, Jawan Howard, uh, maybe a little fun SEC thing later on. I don't know. We'll see what we get to today as we start the show. Show brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. Remember to stop in for chicken, ribs, plenty of different uh, food items there, including the lunch specials that are $5.69, two sides of bread, 32-ounce drink, clean convenience store, Good gas prices and everything else going on there at the Oxford Exxon. And remember, ten free dollars. All you have to do is take a picture of the QR code, open up the Exxon mobile app. Either one you want to do. Thousand bonus points. Ten dollars with the Oxford Exxon. Again, come to you from the Clark Ford Studio. We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi. Six six two two five seven nineteen hundreds. The number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within fifteen minutes and business hours. It's right to the bottom line. No hassle. No haggle. You get your quote. The rest is completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. You'll love the product. You'll love the service. Corey wants to be your car guy. He wants to be your truck guy. He'll prove to you what that means when you make the call. 662-257-1900. Guest will join us at some point this week on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. Great place to grab a burger, a uh, po' boy appetizers, great beer selection, full bar. Just a great place to hang out if you're coming up for um, the weekend. Basketball, baseball, all that stuff going on. Make a uh, stop at Rafters a part of your weekend. Uh, Rafters on the square in Oxford, and also there's Rafters in New Albany. Yeah, especially the stream. I mean, we'll get to Ole Miss stuff in a second. The call in the East Carolina game, I, I really – it's one of those times where you would like to have a – reporter and you know umpires referees they can't be questioned they can't be talked to you don't ever know what they were thinking I don't know the last time I've ever seen when a pitch is being thrown a first baseman get timeout I don't know what the reason in the world would be for it at that point to stop play when like he didn't look down he saw a shoelace untied like he just called timeout it was it was really really strange um for anybody who didn't see it almost uh, East Carolina was in the bottom of the ninth in a 3-3 game against Bryant on Saturday they appear to hit the walk-off home run to win the game. They're celebrating. They're having the big dog pile at home plate. But as, I mean, milliseconds prior to the pitch being thrown, the first base umpire gave the first baseman time, 
which stopped play at that point. Um, Cliff Godwin gets tossed immediately. I really need a transcript unless maybe he just used the C word because, I mean, it was almost instantaneous. He kind of threw his helmet, and he was out within like eight-tenths of a second there. They end up losing four to three in ten innings. Mm. In the uh, in the game, so they they might have even gotten swept. I know they lost the first two days. It was a rough rough weekend for the Pirates, but anyway, um, yeah, it's a call that I, I I have not seen before. I have no real, I don't know, I, I I don't know the reason for it. You typically do not see a position player get time like that unless something goes kind of weirdly wrong. Only thing I could think of is a something got in his eye, a contact lens, something where he told the umpire, "I can't see." Yeah, that's, that's all I can think of. Because I mean, he's like here. I mean, it's like. I mean the pitches being thrown when 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 time is called it, it was a it was a weird deal so anyway uh basketball baseball we want to do? Uh, it's up to you I did uh, not see baseball so you'll have to carry that yeah uh, let's we'll start with basketball because it was kind of interesting as far as just um playing hard I mean they they haven't given up I'll give them that they they, they go to Athens Darkell Joyner doesn't make the trip Matthew Morell does make the trip but doesn't play. Rodriguez, Brooks, both dealing with uh, with flu symptoms. I think they end up having 11 players, as you reported, available, but that was a stretch as far as just literally bodies at that point. Yeah, they um, played eight. They did play eight. Which is, I mean, there's so many takes on this game that people are trying to make that can't get away from the one basic thing that must be taken into consideration. Which they're is not Georgia is horrific. Oh, yes. They're 1-13 in, in the league. Now. And they've quit on their coach. And they're having internal issues. As evidenced by the press game, post-game press conference for Kareem. Yeah, I mean, this is – and so if you say all that, people go, oh, you're, you're, you're belittling the win. I'm not belittling the win. It was a good win. They played really hard. They've played hard the whole time. To their everlasting credit and to Kermit's credit, his team has played hard from the start. That's not an issue. Frankly, it's not been an issue in his four years. They they got a lot out of Austin Crowley, which was great for Austin. They got a lot out of uh, Jamin Brakefield. It was probably his best game in an Ole Miss uniform. Um, Ty Fagan who earlier in the week Kermit was concerned he wasn't going to be able to keep going with the knee, played 30, I don't have the box in front of me, 35, 36 minutes, uh, was was terrific. I think Ty had 20 points. So there's a lot you can go there, but you do have to keep – 38 minutes for Ty Fagan. Yeah, you do have to keep going back to the one basic thing, which was Georgia sucks. (laughs) I mean, they're horrific. And so, yes, it's a good thing, but anybody who's trying to turn that into... It's not indicative of anything other than Georgia being really badly. Yeah, anybody who tries to go, oh, well, everything's fixed. See, if only... No, 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 no. They're horrible. Like, I would suspect... I, I guarantee you he would admit this. I would suspect Nate Oates loses sleep sometimes, middle of the night, like wakes up for just a moment, gets startled, and thinks, we lost to Georgia. How? It's, it's, we beat, it's a valid point. We beat Gonzaga and lost to Georgia. How the hell did that happen? I mean, he's got to wonder because they're horrific. So it's 
I've seen people try to go, oh, it means nothing. No, it means something. You, 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 could, have, you could have rolled over and played dead and lost and had every excuse in the world. The excuses were, were absolutely baked in at that point. Could have used them, and no one would have said anything. No one would have criticized Ole Miss if they'd lost by 12 on Saturday. He said, oh, well, Joyner didn't play. Morrell didn't play. Brooks was sick. Blah, blah, blah. So you got to give them that. But then the people that are like, see? All is well. No, come on. Stop. Now, all's not well. It's still the program has to have. They have to. I mean, I wrote this in 10 thoughts. I, I do think Kermit's going to get more time. I think he's going to get another year. But there has to be an evaluation of where you are. And you do. And listen, I, I, and I'm going to say it out loud. Kermit won't like this if he hears it. It's interesting to me that two or three of the guys who played well are the ones who always get yanked, yanked, yanked. They couldn't. There's nobody to yank them for. Well, that's what I was about to say. In in some point, and I mean, I don't know. I'm just speculating. I mean, we're I mean, we're just talking here. But what does that mean for the context of the way the roster or the rotations are put together? Because yeah, you look at it, and you know, Austin, Austin Crowley goes seven for fourteen, two for four. It's the best game he's played all season. Jamie Brakefield was just white hot, seven of eight, four of five. I mean, he didn't miss the entire night or the entire day. It's a noon start. Um, if those guys played anywhere near that capacity over the course of the season, mixed in with the other players, then yeah, you're talking about a different record and their thing. So that was the question. Like, is it just, hey, happenstance that, oh, well, today they did this, or is there something more to it of, hey, they did it because of this? And I don't know. You don't know. I mean, we're I think you have to here. let players play through mistakes a little bit. I mean, I, I, I do think, you know, they, I do think Kermit's got to reevaluate some of the things that they do, and I think they've got to. They've got to have a little. They've got to absolutely have success in the portal. They've got to bring in guys, but you have to bring in guys and let them play a little bit. I thought it was interesting that, you know, Fagan, who's kind of been the subject of the of ire at times with Kermit, you could see it. I mean, it happened in the South Carolina game. Let him play, and he got off to a slow start, made a couple of mistakes, and then he got rolling, and then he was terrific in the second half. And you know, they let Jamin take some shots, and maybe that's what Jamin needs. I mean, Jamin. Is still a project, but he's a project that Mike Shashevsky took a gamble on at Duke. So there is some material there to work with. So I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it was interesting. We got an interesting week coming up with at Auburn. We'll talk about Auburn in a little bit because I watched almost all of their game with Florida, and they so like some concerning things for them. And then they, uh, they I think they get A and M here on on Saturday. Yeah, they do, because they finish with Kentucky and Vanderbilt. Yeah, because Saturday is that weird baseball-basketball overlap thing on Saturday. You know, and so that's... Um, who set up Tom Crean, you think? Because there's no way that was an accident on Saturday. With the Zoom call? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I mean, they're so dysfunctional that everybody is... They left the Zoom feed live at the end of the post-game press conference for Crean after Ole Miss's game, and he went on to call out an assistant for leaking things and calling, causing problems, I guess a student assistant or a graduate assistant or something like yeah. that, and then also um, criticized one of the players on his team. Um, the, the kid as, who transferred from Gonzaga. Yeah. Quote, Aaron is just a, Aaron's not close to as good as he thinks he is, and every time there's a problem, he wears down, like I said. If you played with as much edge as you're talking to me right now, you wouldn't be having any issues at all. But I said, but you're not going to talk like that, okay? You can play like that, but you're not going to talk like that. And then he said they were concerned that a GA, he'd have to have it organized, man. Somebody's organized the whole thing. Somebody has. There ain't no way that guy got some of the players' numbers 
We just got to keep figuring out what we're going to do next. So, mm. well, I mean, he's got three weeks. Then you're gone. Well, they say, it, yeah, there's no do next. I mean, there's no. no. It, it, it's it's done. We're playing out of string. At no, the point, they're going to so. lose on Wednesday night in the SEC tournament, and he'll be fired by Friday. And he'll get a little buyout, and they'll move yeah, on. Yeah, they they, they can't roll that back another year. My God, I mean, they're going to go one in seventeen in the league. You you can't go. Oh, okay, well, we'll fix it. No. Uh, next weekend, baseball is VCU. It's ba- it's basketball A and M at two thirty, and it's a twelve o'clock baseball game. Yeah, that is that is what it is. I think I'm pretty sure I'm right there. So, I don't know what the weather is calls for next weekend or not. I'm I have no clue. Uh, I'm not sure either. I can look. Weather was good over the weekend. A little chilly on Friday. Um, really good Saturday Sunday. Actually, kind of warm yesterday. Frankly. Crowds were good. I didn't. I didn't see actual attendance or anything, but I mean, it was. It was. It was pretty damn full all uh, all weekend for the most part, given what it was. Other than Friday night, I mean, it just it got cold late. Uh, Friday high of forty eight, low of twenty eight. Uh, basically, no no percentage chance of precipitation. Saturday high of fifty, a low of thirty two. So it's gotten a little colder since the last time I saw it. Sunday high of fifty one, a low of twenty five. It's a little chilly, actually. Yeah, I mean, it's fifty degrees. Yeah. That's why is he 40, 45? I assume the crowd will be good. You know, it's February. Typically cold in Oxford in February. And as usual, you get that first good week. For whatever reason, opening day weekend almost always is great weather. And then it gets cold for a few weeks, and you kind of have the normal stuff, and then it goes from there. Yeah, we probably have one more cold snap. Cold snap, usually. That's what usually happens. One more, like, significant cold snap, and then it starts to... Start to spring. You mentioned it just so we uh, don't end up not coming back or anything. We start talking about some other things. Uh, Florida knocking off Auburn 63-62 yesterday or on Saturday. A game Mike White def- desperately needed. He gets 17-10 and 10 now for the uh, the Gators. And uh, Yeah, it's big for them. Their uh, net jumped to 47, which is better because it, it was in the 50s, which is not good. Um. The story, though, was Auburn. Jabari Smith had like 29 points. And they just don't go to him like they should. Their guards are going to get them beat in the tournament if they don't fix it. Their guards are um, – Carson came down and watched the end of that game, and he was talking about their guards being selfish, and he's right. Their guards, their guards are reckless at times. You've got Jabari Smith on your team. I mean, he's going to be the first pick in the draft. He's hot. Get him the ball. If you lose the game with Jabari Smith taking a shot, so be it. Mm-hmm. He's got to take that shot. You climb back into it with defense and Florida trying to choke it away, and you've got a possession with eight seconds, and all you need is one point to tie the game. One point to tie the game. A bucket wins the game. And you take a wild running three. It's dumb. With Jabari Smith just sort of standing over on the side, you have to run some sort of action right there. He's got to get the ball. That message has to get across to them. They're going to play a game like that in the tournament, probably in the second round. And at some point, their guards are going to have to figure that part out. Mike's safe if he makes the tournament? I think so. I, th- I think so. I mean, are you firing NCAA tournament coaches in today's environment where you just paid off Dan Mullen? Mm-hmm. 
I mean, are you really doing that? You, 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 you're doing the O'Sullivan thing in baseball. You, I mean, are you really firing Mike White? I mean, and as we talked about, are you a good job or are you Billy Donovan? Yeah. It's a valid question. I mean, I mean, I get what Lon Kruger did a I decent mean, look, job. Look at the I mean, job Billy's doing with the Chicago Bulls. Billy's an elite coach. I mean, one of one of the ten best basketball coaches probably on the planet. And you know, I mean, are you? And, and Billy at the end wasn't winning with Florida. Mm-hmm. I, I, look, Florida's got an interesting week because they get Arkansas at home tomorrow night, which is a chance for them. Arkansas's net as of yesterday, was up to 23. It's a chance for them to get another really big home win. And that would get them to 8-7 and seven in the league, and they start getting safer. I don't know who Arkansas has. I don't, I don't know who Florida has, I meant to say, on Saturday. But, I mean, Mike's still got to win some games, but I don't know. The whole fire Mike, Mike and everybody here clamoring for Mike White, I don't get it, honestly. I know it's an Ole Miss thing. Actually, are they really though? There's a lot I, of it. I mean, is, there's a good bit of it. I hear it a lot. It kind of went away, like after not really the loss, even. But I think I don't know. I got it twice this weekend from people. Is that? I mean, you don't know what they're thinking, but is that though? Is that an instantaneous response to beating Auburn more than a, a, oh, a thought know. that goes on and I mean, on and beats on? Me, you know, I. I mean. I don't know. Because the prevailing thought has always been, well, if you can't do it there, what is going to lift here? Right. And here's the truth, though. I don't know anything about Florida's network for basketball. I mean, I know Billy had one, but I don't I don't know. I don't know how hard or not hard it is for Mike White at Florida. I got nothing. I don't know. I mean, Billy was really connected in AAU, and that was at a time when things were a little different. He was able to get a couple of kids that – I don't know that you could get today at Florida. And Billy got tired of recruiting. I mean, I was, Billy got out of Florida because he just got sick of it. I mean, you're having to basically coddle 15-year-olds in basketball recruiting. So, I don't know. I don't know what their network is. I mean, I, they've got a Jordan deal, and they there's incentive for the shoe people for Florida to be good. Sure, of course. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I you know, if whenever a change is made this year, five years, next year, I, I see a lot of fans clamoring for kind of the the basketball version of Kiffin, if you are, and I just don't know that that makes. I mean, that just that, like, as we said the other day, yeah. if you're doing that, you've got to change a lot. I mean, there's got to be a complete organizational basketball overhaul to yeah. make that make sense. Yeah, and I don't even know who that would be, or even like what that looks like. You know, I mean, I don't. People talk about Sean Miller, for example, and. I don't. To me, that that's it's not even me. I've talked to coaching people about it. It's just not particularly realistic. Um, I said I don't know what that I don't know what that looks like down the road. But no one no one like Sean Miller, for example, is taking a job anywhere mm-hmm. where there's not a network baked in, right? Because in today and, and and now it's not even people use that word. It sounds bad. I mean, it's you, legal. It's it's nil. I don't I don't know of. I mean, I'm sure there are some NIL deals in place for basketball players, but I don't know that there's anything all that significant. 
the ones that are ele- yeah that are changing structures and dynamics right. and different things. I, mean, I don't I don't know that there's I mean I'm sure there's some stuff in place for guys, but I don't I don't think it's earth shattering. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it's earth shattering anywhere. Other than the old time shoe deals, I mean all that stuff's still in play as it as it as it ever was. That stuff never really got moved. Mm-mm. I mean, it's exactly the same structure as it was for the last no, fifteen I mean, years. Nike wants guys to be in certain programs. Mm-hmm. They want them visible. Yeah, you know, there's there were a lot of really good games on Saturday, though. I watched. I, I did not wake up intending to watch college basketball as much as I did, but there were a lot of good games. The Duke Florida State game. Duke's fun to watch. With I was watching because of the the two guys that might go in the lottery, but. They're okay. They'll be interesting in the tournament. Um, I always like watching Leonard Hamilton teams play. So it was Duke and Florida State. It was a, it was, a, it was an interesting game. I watched um, watched some of the Arkansas Tennessee game. Rick Barnes got really frustrated with the officials, and I thought he let it impact his team. But they're still really good. Tennessee gets uh, they get Auburn at home on Saturday. Oh, big, big test for Auburn right there. Uh, Kentucky kind of withstands Alabama 90-81 in Lexington. Uh, South Carolina 77, LSU 75 in, oh, in, in Columbia on, on Saturday. Gamecocks outscored the Tigers 41-33 in the second half. Just weird game there. LSU's possessions at the end of that game were <sighs> horrible bench coach. Vanderbilt 72, A&M 67. I mean, it gives Zach House some credit. I mean, they, they, Tons. they're they okay. Tons. They're all right. They're well, those, not... those two teams are uh, kind of indicative of, of the middle. They are the middle of the league. Mm-hmm. Texas A&M is now 16 and 11, 5 and 9. Their net's 71. Vanderbilt's 14 and 12, 6 and 8. Their net's 77. I mean, those are teams that are they're solid. Yeah. You got to show up. Oh, yeah. They'll, they can beat you. They can yeah. beat almost anybody in the league. Yeah, and they can lose because they're, they're they're not particularly, they're flawed. I mean, yeah, they're not particularly consistent. But those are solid teams. Yeah, Stackhouse has done a good job at Vanderbilt. He has. They're better than they were a year ago. Significantly better. I saw this. I didn't realize he was putting up this kind of numbers. The kid at Kentucky, Oscar, whatever, probably the national player of the year. He is breaking Kentucky's season rebound record in like 29 games, a record that um, Julius Randle and Anthony Davis both set and are are set one two in like 40 something like 40 games or something like that. I mean, he's he's well above the pace. It's like 65 percent or something like that. So I would assume he is the uh, the favorite. Maybe him and the guy at Wisconsin that's name is slipping my mind too. Uh, Johnny Davis. Yes, that is correct. Yeah. So kid at Purdue's pretty good too, but yeah. You see, you probably didn't see it. He went baseline and dunked on somebody yesterday, and it was like, whoa. <laughs> um, all right, we'll uh, we'll move on a second. Talk some baseball, community mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. Underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. So you can look on underwriting and understand your market. Leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. Uh, we're also brought to you by The Rogue. The Rogue is your destination for fine men's clothing and their stylist hand-select pieces from top designers, from work to lifestyle to nightlife. There's the perfect something for everyone at The Rogue. All the best items from Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, Halsey, True Grit, and more. 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward and chase after a better version of yourself. 
Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. So call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth and let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no interest, no down payment financing available at CorinthDental.com. We're also brought to you by Bell & Grove. Based out of Chattanooga, Daryl Oliver and Evan Dial built Bell & Grove, a logistics provider with more than 35 years of transportation industry experience. Bell & Grove specializes in domestic freight movement throughout the continental U.S. They can navigate through supply chain issues while also leaning on their partner carriers to get the most competitive rate possible for their customers. In addition, Bell & Grove can help customers design a custom solution for their shipping needs. Whether your business is in need of moving a truckload, a partial shipment, or a flatbed, Bell & Grove can accommodate you. They provide both air and ground expedited services uh, for customers who need to move product quickly. For more information, get in touch with Daryl Oliver at 865-672-6557. Southern Traditions Farm is a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. With two sand rings, a grass ring, and miles of wooded trails, there's a lot to be offered at Southern Traditions, including horseback riding offerings from beginner lessons with trainer Susan Walt to buying your first horse and competing at a nationally recognized competition. Uh, Under the teachings of one of the best young professionals in the sport, Bowers Cone, Southern Traditions has high aspirations for the future. Along with owners Ben and Hillary Craddock, Southern Traditions has become one of the leading equestrian facilities in Mississippi. For questions or information about lessons, boarding, or sales, Please contact Bowers at BowersCone, the number one, at gmail.com or message them on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. I guess it's brought to you by G&M Pharmacy on South Lamar there in Oxford. Also with Tyson Drugs on the Square in Holly Springs. They offer MedSync. Your prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you, whether it's one trip to the pharmacy or one delivery. You have what you need when you need it there with G&M. They also deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they offer right-way meds to individually package your medication for those who need that extra step. So take advantage of that. Again, South Lamar in Oxford with G&M, 662-236-2222. So baseball, Ole Miss knocking off. Charleston Southern again. They won nine three on Friday, eleven to one in uh, in six in in, in in seven innings on Saturday, and then eight innings on uh, on Sunday. I appreciate that. Since I'm looking rough. I don't know. Kind of here. I was I was in bed late, but I'm I'm all right. I don't I'm not sleeping done. Uh, I think I posted three outs at eleven fifty eight last night. Like oh really? That's yeah. that's late. Yeah, it was late. Yeah yeah yeah. I was up. I don't know five something. Huh? Internal clocked a little, little, little stressed off. out, anxious. No, but here's the deal: I don't sleep a different number of hours, no matter what. If I go to bed at nine, I wake up at three thirty. If I go to bed at midnight, I wake up at six. It, 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 I'm sleeping like six hours, no matter what. You tried melatonin. Well, it puts you to sleep, but it doesn't keep you asleep. So, like, yeah, I go to sleep fine, but I'm still waking up the same amount of time. And if you take it too late, I'm like groggy in the morning, mm-hmm. and I feel like shit. So, like, it's yeah. it's it's a little bit of everything. Yeah. I don't know. Chad asking, gun to my head, what percentage of baseball crowd this weekend lives in or within 30 miles of Oxford? Hmm. 
I mean, it's a pretty good percentage. I mean, I, yeah. I, I mean, I, 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 I mean, but I mean, some people came up. I mean, I think it's one of the reasons, other than the weather, why Saturday and Sunday had better crowds than Friday because not everybody could get to a could get to a four a four o'clock start on a Friday. I mean, that's going to affect game times for for a lot. But yeah, I mean, a, a yeah, ton people at school and work and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but no, I mean, it's a it's a pretty pretty significant crowd. I mean. It's the way for every sport that's not football. I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, basketball's like that too. It's one of the reasons why crowds struggle on weeknights because it's hard to get – if you're even in Memphis or Jackson, it's hard to make a six or an eight on either direction. I mean, it's a weird thing. I mean, I've, mm-hmm. I, I, I've, seen some, I, I've seen some different research stuff about attendance for basketball related to population size within certain miles and, and all this different stuff. I mean, there's, there's pretty clear indicators of, of things like that in most places. I mean – you know, taking out the Dukes and the North Carolinas and crap like that—that's that's different. So, um, I, I I didn't really struggle to come up with some main thoughts for the weekend, but I think an overlaying thought is that while Mike's right that it's about them and there are things that they did well and not well, Charleston Southern is a really really bad baseball team. Um, they are they're they're bad. Mark McMillan trying to create a rebuild. He is doing it with tons of JUCO kids. I think their their lineup, either Friday or Saturday, I think was completely nothing but JUCO transfers. Even at the top level for the top JUCO guys, that's a really hard transition early to to Division One baseball and to the SEC. And I, you know, it, it just they 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 were, they were not very good. There was a couple of kids I liked. Um, I think they'll be okay in the Big South. But Ole Miss had a lineup. Nick Suss and I were talking about this yesterday, going back up to the press box. Ole Miss had players in the game at the end of the game that were all reserves, other than maybe Chatagnier and somebody else. I forget who the other one was. And there was the joke of what would that team do in the Big South, and it was well win 80% of their games. Um, I mean, so it was just – they were completely outclassed the entire time. But a couple of things that were were good and bad. I give Ole Miss credit for this. Look, your first week, you know you've got a very – balanced, deep lineup. You're trying to hit the baseball. You're trying to get off this hot start. I thought they were patient in a good way because Charleston Southern didn't have a ton of pitching. They walked a lot of people. They hit batters. They, they, if Ole Miss would just kind of chill out, they would put them in very advantageous situations. And I've seen some Ole Miss teams that would have swung out of their shoes and tried to force the issue and not taken the walks and not worked the counts. And they were, they were incredibly patient over the weekend and made them come to them. And then when they did, they hit the hell out of it. But that was th- – their offensive game plan was really good over the court, o- over the course of the weekend for sure. Um, Tim Moko was 100%. And, and, and I talked about this last night in my video. I don't just mean the home runs. He hit, home run, he hit a home run on Friday. He hit a home run on Saturday. We know he's going to have power. But he moved around well. He went first to third on a single. He dove back into a base on a defensive play yesterday. I mean, he – He's healthy and he trusted. And a lot of times with that ACL, it's got a fire because they're we've seen that with the football with with football players a lot. Is that sure. healthy and firing and healthy are two different things. And sure. it, it looks like his 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 is firing. He looks completely normal. He looks like his pre injury self. There's uh there's there's no issues there with him. Um and I mean if he stays healthy, I think he's an All SEC Player of the Year kind of guy from a power standpoint. I don't know what some other metrics would be, but. Uh, He's, he's got a chance there. They got some good stuff out of that bottom of the order that they were trying to figure out who's getting playing time. I mean, there's there's a puzzle to put in place there that I'm not really sure what that looks like because there's just limited spots for for some of these guys who are going to have to get some get some work in. Um, and then on the mound, 
I really liked a couple of the re- relievers. Um, Riley Maddox was a, was really, really good as a true freshman. He came in. He was bumping 95s, 96s. He had a breaking ball that was swing and miss, and he was spotting it at times. He, 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 was, he was excellent. I think he threw two innings, and he threw 17 of 19 pitches for strikes during the course of those two innings. Um, Jack Doherty was very good yesterday. I thought Jack Washburn's stuff was pretty good. He'll start against Arkansas State tomorrow should that game get played. Um if there's a negative, and it's nitpicking a little bit, is that I was not overly blown away with any starting pitcher yesterday. And it's it was the story or through the weekend. It was the storyline going into the season because Mike's got a lot of options. He's got to figure out who those best three are that fit in with the rest of the rotation. And I don't want to make too much of it. It's one start, it's a bad team. And pitchers, especially on that first weekend, they kind of over-adrenalize occasionally and they mm-hmm. overthrow and they're pumped up. And it takes a little while to sort of get into it. Um but I think that's one of the reasons we saw some velocity drops. I mean, you know, Derek Diamond was like 94 with his first pitch, and then he settled into the upper 80s by the second, third inning. He's going to pitch in the upper 80s. That's just kind of who he is at this point. Um, that doesn't bother me. I saw a lot of people really focused on his fastball velocity. But if you spot it and it's got movement, I I, I don't particularly care at all. Um, it's the lack of swing and miss with his breaking ball, if I have a concern for Derek Diamond. It's that I think he only threw one curveball the entire game. His slider – did not have very potential. It was not a lot of swing and miss. His changeup was pretty good. It's just, is there enough there for the Friday night? And I don't, I, I don't know the answer. I, I, I don't know that we know, we know that yet. Um, I thought John, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I mean, no one really is one hundred percent positive that he's fully healthy. No, I mean he's probably not fully healthy. I mean, I don't. Right. He looks like a different guy because I mean, we talked to Carl about this last week for Thursday's show. We have talked to Mike about this. We've asked a specific question. I do think Derek is trying to learn how to pitch. I think all those things are correct. And I'm not. I don't think anybody is telling a lie of any sort. But it also doesn't necessarily make sense that learning how to pitch means your fastball velocity drops eight miles an hour. Of course, I not. mean that that you, you, it's nonsensical. N- nobody goes, "Hey, I know you can throw ninety-seven, but let's throw 86. No, like that. No, it, it just it, doesn't. It defies, it defies everything you know, and so it's not true. So I don't know what that looks like as as it moves along for the year. Um, I thought of the three, John Gaddis was was the one closest to looking like what they hope he he looks like. He he walked the guys for the first two innings, but he was so amped up. I mean, he ended he he admitted after the game that last year he didn't pitch in front of a crowd that was more than five hundred people. He yeah. was just so you I go mean, from you you go from pitching. In inter-squads with maybe 30 people in the stands yeah, yeah, yeah. to pitching with all the music and the whole deal and 11,500 people. So He was going to be a little... Yeah, you're going you're probably going to leave a little bit out. And, and you're... Yeah. He'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, he was sort of laughing about it. He went, hey, I was... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the dude that gets super geeked <laughs> up in warm-ups. Yeah. And then Drew was okay yesterday. Um, wasn't bad. Wasn't good. Was just was okay. Gave up a run, a couple hits, three point two innings. You like him to get? He's got to get a little deeper. Um, through sixty something pitches, Mike went and got him well below the pitch count because Mike admitted to us earlier in the week that he was he was on a he was on a ninety pitch count. Um, they also had to get some work in a little bit. I I asked Mike about this on Saturday and he gave a very diplomatic answer, but my sense was that he was somewhat frustrated by the run rules because he needed those six extra outs on Saturday. He needed the extra three outs, I think, on Friday uh, sure. on Sunday. But he agreed to it. I mean, you have to have both sides agree to a run rule to play it. And 
I was coaching against a friend. And I'm wondering if they thought there was a possibility of it being one of those 28 to ones or well, something. Probably where, was. Where it just went, okay, like, can we. Well, yeah. when you dominate like that, there was a chance that it was going to be 24 to two. Where they just run out of pitching and there's yeah, nothing. Yeah, where this, you know, you're humiliating them. That's why you just, I don't, and you're, I'm not saying you are because you're not, but it's why you can't take, you just can't take a whole lot out of. One way or the other, positively, negatively, out of a, a weekend like that. You won. You move on. They won. They the sa- see you'll be better. The sample size is incredibly small, and it's not particularly relevant, so you just sort of move on to the next. They're mostly healthy. Nothing went crazy. It's 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 all right. Um, you get a better idea against VCU. You get a better idea against UCF, obviously. In of two course. Weeks. They're a good team. Dunhurst tweaks a hamstring on Saturday. He was he was trying to score from first, or he did score from first on a double. Uh, Mike said that he asked to come back in the game. They told him no, and I think they're just putting him on ice for a week and not risking that whatsoever um, over the course of the – Which is smart. Yeah, you, you're not winning championships in February, and he cannot have a hamstring that lingers for two months. So no. put him over there, sit him down, wait it out. Yeah. And then and then see what happens. Absolutely. Um, he did nothing yesterday. He didn't take BP. He didn't hit in the K. He, he did nothing prior to the game. My gut is that happens on Tuesday as well, and then they try to let him play on Friday. The weather one hundred percent. The weather for tomorrow is 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 it still god awful? It is. Uh, I had it up. I'll get I'll get it again. I mean, just to point this out in case anybody's. Curious whips. <laughs> Scattered thunderstorms in the morning, then mainly cloudy during the afternoon with thunderstorms likely. Potential for severe thunderstorms, high around 75. Winds south-southwest, blah, blah, blah. Chance of rain, 80%. Tuesday night, rain early, then remaining cloudy with showers late. Potential for heavy rainfall, uh, 90% chance of rain. Rainfall near a half an inch. You're saying you don't like the chances of playing a game. Well, I'm just day. saying, you know, if you're Arkansas State, you're picking up the phone going, hey, before we load up and head over there, what are our – it feels like, I'm just guessing, it feels like one of those deals where you start looking later in the schedule and saying, you know, let's reschedule this for May the... Yeah, that looks like a great day. May 3rd looks good for everybody, or whatever the case may be. We've got a couple other Super Chats to get to. I'll get to the, I'll, I'll do this one now because it's relevant to the weather. Um, I mean, to the subject. Marine Rebel, thanks for the Super Chat. He says, why didn't Leatherwood play more? Um... He's in that mix. I mean, here's the deal. Hayden has as much upside and potential of anybody on the roster, maybe not named Jacob Gonzalez. Uh, There's no doubt about that. I think that you saw last year that he can get really, really hot, and you need to ride it out, and then he also can be somewhat inconsistent. I think that some of the inconsistencies have played into Mike's thinking. I think he's trying to get him in. He's trying to figure out how to use it. But a lot of it is he plays a position where they've got three or four guys who are just trying to figure out what to do with him. Um, Mm -hmm. And he's playing – I don't know that he's never necessarily beholden to right-left matchups as much as he's been in the past or as much as fans are freaking out about him being. I think that if I've got to play these two dudes in these two games, then I might as well do it in a right-left fashion, I think is almost kind of what it, where, where he is more right now. I would give Leatherwood more at-bats. I think that's very, very relevant. But in saying that, I would give Kemp Alderman more at-bats right now than Leatherwood. Leatherwood. Um, I, you know, Kemp's only in his second season. He's younger. Um I think there's more upside there from a straight offensive standpoint. I mean, Kemp Alderman from a straight raw power, he did not even get into a full load, and he hit a ball yesterday with 114-mile-an-hour exit speed. 
that not everybody does that. Right. That, that that's a different level. Um, I mean, exit speeds yesterday were one fourteen to him, and it fell down to one hundred three for the for the next person. Um, so I mean, he he kind of all handed a four hundred and thirteen foot home run or whatever it was yesterday. Um, so if he were learning how to hit, he'd want to hit it a little softer, right? <laughs> yeah, something like that. yeah. So that's that's the that that's the reason. Um, I. We don't have it's it's where twenty twenty from a standpoint of just development is such a problem because you had all these guys on the roster and you lost so many games to see what you're doing. I mean, they're only in their second season in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. I mean, there's just there's just not a ton of sample size, and I think that I could go back and look, and I, I probably not a bad idea just to give an, an outline. But I seem to recall Hayden having great weeks and then kind of falling off, and I think Mike's trying to figure out kind of where to where where, where to trust in that in that scenario. So. You want to hit any more? Or you want to come back and do them in a minute, or what? Uh, we can come. We we'll get them at. We we'll get them at the end. They're they're related because they're completely topics. off off topic. One is about um, thanks to Kyle Wilson. He says, "Do you think Saban calling out rugs was out of line?" Did you see that? I did not see this. No. Okay. Yeah he he was giving a speech to the Alabama High School Athletic Association coaches, I believe. Okay. And in it, he was talking about the. Raiders wide receiver, the former Alabama wide receiver who Henry Ruggs, Henry Ruggs, who was involved in the um, accident in Las Vegas that killed the woman. Oh yes, yes, yes. And he was talking about how Ruggs was never a problem for them at Alabama, and that that night in Vegas, the people around Ruggs let him down. Oh, which was interesting, and he's right. I mean, he's right. He was with a group of people, and nobody said, "Hey, you're not." in a position to drive and he was talking about accountability and those things. I, I, I didn't think he was out of line at all. It was look it, it inside his program. That has to be a teachable moment. There were some other things that Saban said that day that came across to me more funny than that. To me, that was, he was right on there needed to be somebody, but it would have been unpopular and somebody would have rugs would have probably gotten angry at him. I'd said, hey, no, no, I'm taking your keys. You're not driving. You, you're not in position. To, you've been drinking way too much. You can't drive. That would not have been a popular thing for someone to do. But um, And it's a stress point in every college athletics program. There's numbers and things. And, oh, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's, hey, anytime, any place, do this, done. Don't, like, do not even think about chancing anything. Yeah. And, obviously, if that's the case, there are plenty of ways in the NFL as well. Yeah, it's. Oh, of course. Come on. I mean, pro- program- programmed into his phone. Yeah. he. But there was nobody around him. Yeah, Saban's yeah, point yeah. was not to absolve Ruggs of blame because, look, Ruggs is going to pay for this. Yeah. I mean, he's in prison. Um, yeah, it was looking at the totality of the situation. It was just, hey, there were other people around. And, you're, you're, you 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 know, sometimes, sometimes standing up to a friend is difficult. Um, so that's, that was one. Uh, I didn't I didn't think that was bad. And then – uh, Webb, at the very beginning of the show, he says, uh, been too long, guys. I've been so busy with work that I've not been on at all. What are your thoughts on Arch Manning, and do you think Ole Miss has a chance? Also, NIL for next year. Can Ole Miss compete at all in the SEC? Subjects that we've touched on quite a bit over the course of time. I mean, they're in it on Arch Manning. They're- There's no actual update. <clears throat> There's no actual news from it. And no, I don't mean that critically. No, it's, 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 but you and I have talked about this before a lot. In the wake of nothing, nothing people will create 
things. And people will take some nugget of information and turn it into. Yeah, he's not down to the two schools, as somebody reported last week. Um, I, there's no. I mean, it's a larger topic on media, but there's no accountability. So people just write shit and then let it sit out well, there and get saying. a lot of clicks for it. Well, I mean, it's just like, okay. There's no editors anymore. So people just write something and you have. You you do have sites. This is not me ripping anybody. You do have sites that are click-based. They're required to get a certain number of clicks. Well, a handful of things get clicks. And Arch is one. And in recruiting, if you're in recruiting, Arch Manning gets clicks. Lots of clicks. And so if you write something. And because he doesn't level the thing, he gets clicks from like six different fan bases. Yeah. You, you know, if you have a top two, well, that's a smaller pond that we're walking in. But, it, hey, when he goes, hey, everybody's in it, well, then suddenly everybody's clicking. So if you can put a headline out there that goes, Arch Manning down to two. Oh, who are the two? And they click. And, look, if he's he might be down to two. I have no idea. But if he is, he's not telling anybody. Yeah, that, and his father's on the on the radio in, in New Orleans, which is where they live, saying that's not accurate, that he's not down to two. That I think, I think Cooper mentioned six schools, maybe five. Yeah. I mean, I've consistently heard from people in the coaching business who are in contact with the the, the kid, his coach. Mm-hmm. Alabama's in it. Georgia's in it. Ole Miss is in it. Texas is in it. Clemson is fighting to hang on. Doesn't feel like they're in it. And there are some just rumblings that he's been impressed enough with Ohio State's recruiting pitch that he might go take a visit. I don't think he'll end up at Ohio State. Hmm. You know, people are recruiting him. I mean, Notre Dame's recruiting him. Oklahoma's recruiting him. Because you get paid to recruit. Anyone will recruit him who thinks they even have a snowball's chance. Of course. Of of getting him. Well, you don't want to be – you don't want it to end and – You don't it, need a quote where he goes, hey, I really was interested in that school, but they didn't really they, reach out. Yeah, no, uh, no that, that, that wouldn't work out well. Yeah, that's no, – You want to make sure you cover every base and – Get him or don't. Yeah. What is interesting about Arch Manning is the talk about it might be in the fall now. The timeline's gone from spring to summer to some rumblings of the fall, mm-hmm. which is – I started to say if you're Ole Miss, that's not good if you don't get him. But I don't know. This is with the portal the way that it yeah. is today. I don't I don't know that all that matters. I, I, this is – The clock is so different. I don't even think – The calendar's there, different. I don't think there is a clock anymore. Yeah. I don't. I don't really think there is a recruiting calendar anymore. I know there's a day signing day, but there's just people. It's but it, it, before the, the transfer portal, signing day was okay. If we don't get X, here's 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 who Y is. Here's here's backup. Here's number two. Here's number three. Now you don't do that. You just go all in on on player one, and if you don't get him, you go okay. Well, we'll fix that in the portal. Mm-hmm. So hey, we might sign 15 people today. We might sign six. We don't care. And I wrote this yesterday. Ole Miss has had so much success in the portal that there's even less reason to get worked up about it. Yeah, sure. Like Ole Miss is going into the second phase of recruiting, unlike the first where they just needed a bunch of guys, right? Now you you, you have six spots, maybe seven, mm-hmm. probably six. Yeah. You have six spots. And you've got 
more needs than that. So you do have to figure out, okay, well, we probably can't. Now you're in this phase of the portal where you probably can't take everybody you want. Yeah, it's not necessarily best available at the moment. It is, but it's got some more more nuance to it. At yeah. This point. So yeah, because I mean, do you need a kicker, for example? Do you need? I need a rush in. Yeah. And, do you uh, need a linebacker? Do you need a corner? I mean, you know, do you? So you can do the math. You start running out. Do you? Do you need two wide receivers or one? Some of that might change once spring rolls around. Mm-hmm. You know, you get a chance to evaluate people, and then and you also see who is in the portal after the spring. Who's in the portal and who leaves you? Because you might have somebody leave that you didn't anticipate leaving. Who knows? Yeah. And you go, oh, hell, okay. Now we need yeah. a linebacker. Right. Podcast brought to you in part by Visit Oxford. Visit OxfordMS.com, the uh, community market tomorrow at the Old Armory Pavilion. Stop in for that. A lot of sports coming up here locally this uh, this week. Again, four baseball games scheduled. We'll see what rain does. Men's basketball on Saturday as uh, as well. Softballs at home and much more. So check out uh, visitoxfordms.com slash events. Everything going on locally this week and every week. You also get tabs for where to stay, where to eat, what to do and see and more. Again, visitoxfordms.com. There's a question in the thread. I'm going to get to my ad readers. Yeah, there, sure. There's a lot of talk about Nico Iamaliva. Yep. I, I, I don't I don't get the impression that Ole Miss is really in that. I don't, I don't think the whole – That doesn't feel right. Tying him to Arch Manning one way or the other feels – uh, wrong to me. It just feels inaccurate. I mean, yeah. I, I don't. I don't think. I don't sense that Ole Miss is. I mean, Ole Miss is in that in sort of the same way that maybe Ohio State's in it on Arch. Yeah, sure. I mean, in it, but not really in it. Yeah. Uh, we're brought to you by Brothrow. It's a social sports betting network, free to use. It's a really cool, fun way to bet. No third party, no juice. Over time, that's going to save you money. You can start your own group, make friends, invite your friends. Payment happens within 24 hours of the conclusion of your bet. Take the other side of an existing bet, start a new bet, and more at brothrow.com. Brought to you by Dead Soxy, the best socks you'll ever put on your feet. DeadSoxy.com, promo code REBELGROVE to get uh, 25% off. Game Changer patches are the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch is used before or while you drink. The overtime patch is used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game. Ready for the next play? GameChangerPatch.com. Promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Also brought to you by Automation and Control Systems, LLC. ACS is a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell Automation recognized system integrator. They've got a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. They can custom tailor software packages, custom design electrical control panel solutions, and much more. It's a full-service AutoCAD services provider and a full-service fiber optic cabling solution provider. If you're in need of custom HMI and SCADA solutions or large horsepower VFD specialists, they've got you covered. It's ACSLLCMS.com or call uh, 662-601-4381. And we're brought to you by Landman's Fine Jewelry. Landman's located at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. They've been serving the Oxford area. For uh, more than 70 years, 75 years actually, from engagement rings to wedding rings to fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. Lamons is the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at lamonsfinejewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. Podcast also <clears throat> sorry, brought to you by Johnston Hill Creamery. That's right there on White Oak Lane in Oxford, 662-419-9201. 
Like all their cheeses locally in-house, as you're aware of. And it's still uh, time for a king cake. It's coming up here soon with Mardi Gras, but you can pre-order all the way through March 1st for that. That's Fat Tuesday. Several different flavors available, including their uh, their cheesecake dip filled, the cinnamon, the lemon curd, and the pecan available there through Johnson Hill Creamery. So stop in, see different cheeses, see everything they got going on, including their artisanal cheese plates, their charcuterie trays, and much more. That's 662-419-9201. Uh, Again, Ole Miss moved up to number three in the uh, in the polls. Not a lot of takeaways from one week of a college baseball season at all, uh, really whatsoever. Um, Vanderbilt losing two out of three to Oklahoma State over the uh, the weekend. The uh, the Pokes moved from seven to four. Vanderbilt fell from three to five. I saw some questions on the board. I know they're wearing those watch things. I haven't asked anybody about that. I'll check and kind of see what that looks like. They essentially are doing all of their signs through watches they're wearing on their wrists that allows all players to immediately know what to do at once. Um, or, um, it speeds the game up fine. Sure. I do wonder how you shake off if you're a pitcher. I guess you don't. Then we go back to sign like. I guess you don't. Here's the call. Here's the order. Feels rigid. It does. Feels rigid. Yeah. I mean, what if you're a pitcher? And you're like, that's not what I want to throw. Yeah, right that's here. not. Uh, don't don't feel good about that. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I saw it. I I, I got because you really want know. your pitcher to throw a pitch he wants to throw. Yeah. That's important. And maybe maybe they feel like they're all on the same page to that point where hey, we know what you want to throw. I doubt it, but sure. It's hard to question. It's hard for me to sit here and go, man, that's insane. I mean, they 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 win every year. Yeah, sure. So, but yeah. Uh, Mississippi State losing two out of three to Long Beach State over the weekend. The uh, the Dirtbags winning a close one on Friday and then run ruling the Bulldogs on Saturday. I think State ended up run ruling or getting close to that on Sunday. Against Long Beach State, State fell to four to seven. Um, LSU made easy work of Maine. SEC teams quickly in the top 25. Florida losing two out of three to Liberty. Liberty getting into the uh, the top 25 after that, but the Gators going one and two in that one. Georgia three and over Albany over the weekend. Tennessee three and zero over somebody I forget who they who they played. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good weekend for the Washburns. Jack pitched well for Ole Miss, and then his brother uh, hit the walk off for Texas Tech to beat Michigan in the uh, oh. the tournament in Arlington over the weekend. So that's a good weekend. Yeah, so a couple things there with uh, them, and then East Carolina falling uh, from twelve to twenty five after getting swept over the weekend. You see Irvine and Dallas Baptist falling out of the uh, the top twenty five. I know Auburn went two and one in whatever tournament they were in. Uh-huh. I don't know who they they beat. I know they beat Kansas State for one of the wins. I didn't uh, I didn't see the other one, but that's that's it. I don't know. Whatever. Not not a ton of uh, like I said, not a ton of news from a college baseball one week of a season against non conference teams. You're you're reaching if you make a lot out of that one. Yeah, you're yeah. Much of anything, frankly. Yeah. Um, Bargain injury. It's it's pretty. Just yeah, play the games. Play the games. It's cool. Like like I got several questions that hey. What's wrong with state? I don't know. It'll be all right. Yeah, like, well, it's possible yeah. that Long Beach is really good. Yeah. It's possible state just started slow. It's possible that they have problems, but you don't know yet. Yeah. It's 42 degrees and they didn't hit well. I don't know. It's Man. calling the doctor and going, so I have this cough. And he goes, well, what you have is a cough. Yeah, it might be It might be just a cough. It might be the beginning of the end. Who knows? But he can't diagnose it over the phone with, oh, I have this cough. Mm-hmm. That's about I mean, State had a hiccup. Uh, the Rams have hired Ole Miss special teams coach Jeremy Springer, who 
may or may not have ever even been to Oxford prior to leaving. He did um, come to Oxford. He did come to Oxford. He did. Okay. He stayed in a hotel. Oh, really? He did. So how was the How was the Hampton Inn? I don't know. Okay. He was here five days. He was actually in town five days. He was on the payroll for five days. Oh. So prorated one month check. Did he get paid? I would guess. I would guess they pay him. He worked. Yeah. He takes the assistant special teams job with the Rams. It remains coaching search season. Sure. Okay. Fine. Whatever. Yeah. That was disappointing from that perspective. Oh, uh, I, I mean, like, I, oh, shit. Saw it and was like, okay. Like, I, sure. Don't really blame the dude, but it was just kind of like, okay. It's not like Kevin Steele bad. Well, it's very similar, actually. I mean, I get it. Look, if you're a college coach and you get offered an NFL job, in today's environment, is the assistant special teams job better than the? I don't know. I would think getting it's, it's a it, it's a foot in door. I would think it's a foot in the door. And he's and still a young dude, and it's getting on McVeigh's staff. Which, he's coming back. I think McVeigh's coming back. I think so. Is it Donald who told McVeigh that he would only come back if he came back? I think I saw that. I've not seen that. Yeah. I would anticipate they'll both come back. People always do that right after it's over. And then You're they, so burned out. Yeah, they end up coming back. <sighs> yeah. Take a minute. Take a breath. Just, just, just chill and let it, let it go from there. Ginger says she would be happy to coach special teams. If you do get the job, please holler at us and let us know so we don't have to listen to all that. There were rumors that he was just promoting um, Michael Do- or, uh, Doge uh, or Doge or Michael Spurlock. Yeah, Doge. Do- Doge. Is it Dogie? I thought it was Doge. No, I wrote this the other day. I don't know. Daigie. No, it's Daigie. 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 That's right. Whatever. Daigie. As of yesterday, I couldn't get any traction with that. Yes, Dirtbags is the best name for a college baseball team ever. Mm-hmm. That is that that is correct. They are, they are very smart to be the 49ers and everything else, and then they are the, 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 the Dirtbags in, in college baseball. Yeah, it's very smart. Um, yeah, and frankly, it helps their merchandise. I bought Carly Ann's several dirt bags thing one. I was out there a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was yeah, yeah. It's all good. Kind of hard to hate the dirt bags. No, it was fun. It was good. It was in then their fan bases. I mean, as most fan bases are, but like had a really just kind of local feel. Everybody kind of knew each other. Small park, but kind of a neat park there at Blairfield. Sure. I mean, it was it was it was neat. It was. Well, that's why you, you got to be careful. Going, oh, state's state's done. It's certainly possible that I think Long Beach, if I up, up until whatever year this was true, there was like a fifteen year period recently where they had more major league players than any other college baseball team currently active mm-hmm. in, the, in, in the major leagues. I mean, it's a really good program. I mean, Evan Longoria, Jared Weaver. I mean, there's yeah. dudes. It's I not mean, uh, like I said. It's possible that they're just yeah, a really. You didn't good lose team. to Dixie State. I mean, it's it's no no offense to Dixie State, no. but. They were ranked 24th coming in. I'm just going to tell you, at the end of the season, those four or five programs at the top of the SEC West are going to be really good. And they just are. They are. And just going to break that to everybody today. If you told me to handicap it, I probably like Ole Miss the best right now simply because of the schedule. And the because I know it's a dumb thing, but I mean, I meant that sarcastically. It's a very real thing that – if you get to play Missouri and Kentucky and the other team gets to play Florida and Vanderbilt, you're probably going to win more games than they are. Yeah, two games is the difference between winning and not winning. 
Yeah. So you get twenty and ten and eighteen and twelve, and they go, oh, they won by two. Well, they played in Missouri. Yeah, that's what they did. Yes. Because I think Kentucky's bad. Um, Auburn is not very good, even though they went two and one. So, yeah, that's that's that. Dan McDonald started one and two, so their season's over. They uh, they went to Tampa and oh. laid an egg. Yeah. They were down eight to nothing to UConn yesterday at oh, one point. That's so it. It's over. I think they were trying to hire a washed up coach last year. Yeah. Uh, Grind says, if I wasn't from Alabama, I think D.C. State was in Alabama. <laughs> That's fair. It's in Utah, right? It's in Utah. Yeah. Yeah, D.C. State gets a lot of play for us for some reason. I don't know why. It just it just sort of comes up in conversation off and on as we, uh, as, as, I don't as know. we go through. Do you want to get to Juwan Howard or Andy Staples? Um, I'm, actually, I'm actually going to save Staples for tomorrow okay. because I want to talk about the NCAA pouting about the NIL and the couple stories that oh, I think yes. caused that. So I want to put that in with tomorrow. Um okay. is what I have in is what I have in mind. That was a bad look for the NCAA. We'll save it for tomorrow, but yeah. that was a bad look. Yeah. I I saw that when others thoughts. That, that, there's, there's, but I, there's I will give you the one that I put in ten thoughts. They sure. they are going to absolutely let there be no doubt now. They're going to hammer somebody for NIL. Oh, period. They're going to hammer somebody. It's why I've been saying this about William Liston and those people that are doing it the right way, and there are some people, not many, but there were some initially that were kind of frustrated. You can't just break the laws and go, oh, well, screw it. Let's just pay them. No, you, you, you better have documentation. They're going to hammer somebody. They're going to hammer somebody for NIL. I mean, crucify them, Chase. They are. They're mad, and they're going to take it out on someone. Yes. And I have some candidates in mind. Like it's it's Yeah. Oh, for sure. It I mean they're, they're it's kinda of back to the old it's kinda of, it's kinda of back to the old miss thing in a way. I mean look, Ole Miss gave them every avenue to get enough to create that con that conflict, but there is a there is a line where they can try to hit the program that is a big program, but it's not the biggest program. Oh, sure. That gives the pelt without sure. being the pelt. Sure. And I think I think that's where they're headed here is one of those type teams. That's why I keep talking about Kentucky. Team I mean, that wears blue and white, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. – it's, it's, If I'm Kentucky, I'm concerned. There's, there's some documentation through Kentucky where guys – Mm-hmm. Media members wrote a little too much mm-hmm. and things where I went, oh, I don't know if I'd want that. I, that mm-hmm. feels – Well, there was this assumption for a little while that, hey, this is the NCAA's crippled. They can't do anything. And they're hurt. They're not dead. They've got one more, one more battle in them. Another strike in them. Yeah. They can, they can throw a pitch. So, we'll see. Uh, podcast brought to you in part by Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-A-R-C. Two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's nespark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone service available, portal controls, network security, and much more. So call the office for details. Get the best internet in Lafayette County. Again, that's 662-238-3159. Won't be long before uh, you're wanting to run that air conditioner. I know it sounds crazy now, but you know it's coming. You want to make sure it's in tip-top shape. Get in touch with Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. Get in touch with them, and they'll make sure that you're ready to go when the weather changes. Different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live 
in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern 662-429-4429. The College Corner is your one-stop rebel shop, two locations in the Jackson area. In Ridgeland, it's next to Fleet Feet. In Flowood, it's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, it's okay. Go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Whether you're tailgating in Oxford or home gating with friends and family, the College Corner has you covered for game day. The largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. We're brought to you by Pinnacle. They're based in Madison, Mississippi. Clients in more than 20 states, advisors in multiple states. They provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much more. It's mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N, wealth.com. John Edwards of Regency Travel Incorporated and I will be taping a uh, travel podcast soon. I asked for questions, got bunches of questions. We'll get his answers to those questions. If you uh, need to talk to him now, though, just get in touch with him. Give him some parameters and a budget and let him give you options. And know this, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. And we're brought to you by OPA. Oxford's newest restaurant on the historic square. A delicious menu featuring euros, wraps, kebabs, redfish, lamb chops, and more. Handcrafted cocktails, frozen libations, and amazing candlelit patio. All of that at 306 South Lamar, just south of the square courthouse in Oxford. Also brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. I'll have a mailbag up on Wednesday. It's brought to you by Whitney McNutt, Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. She sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes, 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. What are your goals for 2022? Does your company need hard-to-find talent to meet these goals? Maybe you're personally seeking a career change. Let this be your year to make the change, and your first step needs to be to contact Service Specialist Employment Agency. It's the oldest employment agency in Mississippi. They recruit in all industries. Remember, there's nothing to lose by reaching out. No cost to you as a candidate. Everything is kept confidential. Um, Service Specialist wishes you and your company a successful 2022, and you can contact them at 662-832-5138. Podcast sorry, brought to you by our friends at Prime Shrimp in New Orleans. They've been thrilled from the response from the MBW community so far, working nonstop to fill orders to Mississippi, Memphis, Nashville, D.C., Austin, Dallas, and beyond. Go try their easy-cooked shrimp pouches at primeshrimp.com. Let us know your favorite. Be on the lookout for more flavors coming soon, including garlic butter, teriyaki, Louisiana spicy boil, and more. You can shop today at Prime Shrimp for satisfaction guaranteed purchases you don't love it, you get your money back as always, and use code MPW for twenty dollars off your first order there with PrimeShrimp.com. Uh, so Jawan Howard, I was at baseball, saw the uh, the clip that obviously went viral right after um, right after it happened on the Twitter. I guess plenty of cameras were still um, rolling there because it was just the the head coach handshake line. So the facts, to the best that I know it are that uh, Wisconsin, I keep wanting to say Maryland, it was Wisconsin um, up by 15 with about 30 seconds left, something like that. And they have other backups in, and Michigan is pressing the basketball with about a half a minute left. And then Wisconsin calls timeout to reset. You you reset the 10-second clock if you call timeout in the backcourt. Right. 
So he's just doing the reset. The game is over, and when they walk by, Howard doesn't want to shake. He took his mask off, too. He took that's, how you, that's how you tell somebody, I'm so serious that I'll take my mask off. And when he's walking by, and I didn't see this till this morning. There was a video this morning that shows it. When he walks by, he says, I'm going to remember that. Yeah. And when he does that, the Wisconsin coach grabs at him to explain. He's like, hey, no, like, here's what. Yeah, grabs his elbow. And goes, hey, here's what, whatever, whatever. And then some expletives start flying. Well, Howard immediately did the don't touch me. Don't touch me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So then it goes from there to essentially a full-out skirmish. Mm. Players throw punches. At some point in here, Howard ends up throwing a punch on an assistant. Um, punch slap. I, we can debate the open hand thing. He he, he, he threw a blow at a. Person he starts with the closed fist and then opens it. Opens, which was smart. More, yeah, saved him. <laughs> more of a grabby slap. Yeah, and then as he comes back, he fists again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you have to kind of pay attention yeah, it's to just bizarre. Well, it shows he went. Oh no! Like he. <laughs> The Wisconsin coach explains everything in the postgame pretty pretty normally, I thought pretty fairly. Um Howard gives no apology, said that he was uh he was trying to protect himself. He was he was he was fearful. Yeah. Um yeah. because yeah. Yeah. Uh because Greg Gard is a scary looking guy. He he is terrifying. <laughs> the Wisconsin assistant coach that got hit yeah. kind of came charging in yeah, there yeah. and that instigated it somewhat. Sure. Or poured some gas on the f- flames. Look, it was a competitive moment. You just got beat. Your team's not very good. It has fallen off this year. Wisconsin's a very good team with an elite player. Does Wisconsin – look, I, I, you've known me for a long time. I don't like all the unwritten rules. The game has 40 minutes. Play it however you want to. But. If you're pressing, if you're still playing, they have a right to call a timeout. Yes. If you would fall back. They'll quit. And wave the yeah, white Yeah, was never going to go, hey, you know what? We're going to call a timeout and run a play here. No. It he, was. Hey, Johnny, grab the hoop. I mean, no, you're not. He, yeah, he didn't put Johnny Davis back in. <laughs> it just, it's a, it's a bad look for Howard all the way around. If you didn't want. That to happen, you could have retreated, which is the white flag, and he's probably not wired that way. But you live to fight another day, and if you're Michigan, you hope to see him in the tournament, right? And you just you, you pull back, they dribble the clock out. Yeah, they're celebrating. It's a home win. It's on CBS on Sunday afternoon. They're going to celebrate. They just kicked your ass. Yeah, just go to the locker room. Go to the locker the room, lick, and... lick your wounds, and get ready for another day. And instead... He put his school and the Big Ten in a really tough spot. Because I think at a minimum, he must be suspended. He will be suspended two games? Sure. Will the Wisconsin coach be suspended? No. He didn't throw a punch. I I, I think I agree with you. No. And he shouldn't be. No. But you've got... All sorts of dynamics in this, and this is a media thing, and you watched the media narrative happen yesterday. Oh, Juwan Howard is a media favorite to it, an extent that it is... Put, it put the Big Ten in a bad spot. The Big Ten's pissed off today, I promise you. I'd be. You, you can't win. 
No matter what you do as the Big Ten commissioner today, you you lose. I do need me a Wisconsin-Michigan Big Ten tournament game, though. Yeah. I do. Oh, sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> I need that one. I'll be surprised if he's suspended the rest of the season. That would shock me. I Yeah. The fact that he opened his hand is going to save him. Yeah, a punch. A punch and he's fired. Yeah. Now, here's his problem. He had players throwing haymakers. He did. And those – so do you suspend them? When, don't you not the coach? So what – so the, here's the – if I'm the Big Ten, this is where I'm so angry, right? Mm-hmm. So now I'm in that room and hand-raised guys in the back of the Big Ten room going, so it's okay to slap and not punch. Is that what we're saying? Because that's kind of what we're saying. And you want to go, no, of course not. It's different. Than that. I'm just telling you. So now you can slap. You can just go up and slap somebody across the face two games. But if you punch them. Now. So, but slaps are okay. It's a terrible look for Juwan. That's why he has to get suspended. Frankly, frankly, the right choice is to be suspended for the rest of the season. You have to send a message that this cannot happen in our games. And there's only one way to do it. Is there a PR win if Michigan suspends him versus the league suspending him? Sure. If you're, oh, you, I mean, you, if the Big Ten, you'd love that. Yeah. Y'all do it. Y'all do it. Y'all want to do it? Cool. Awesome. Let us come out with some statement and, yeah, we're yeah. cool. I mean, no, I, I, I don't think you can suspend the, the Wisconsin coach. Maybe the assistant who came charging in, but he didn't throw a punch. You can't suspend the Wisconsin. Yeah, the assistant was an idiot. I you mean, can't I'm suspend not... the head coach for grabbing his elbow and saying, hey, here's what happened. No, I mean. Come on. No. His explanation was truly believable. Yeah. I only called time out because you were pressing my third string. Frankly, I'd like to suspend Howard for saying you felt threatened. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have a lot more respect for, you know what, I was pissed off. I hope we get him in the tournament. Yeah. You're going through the line. You know what? you're getting suspended. So, yeah, in your press conference, you go, hey, look, that was really stupid. I was pissed off. Well, the, it was really stupid. The stupid thing was he he waited to get at the end of the line. And then you do the little, you know me, I hate mask theater. If you're going to wear the mask, keep it on because you're saying you believe in the thing. And then you pull it down to say something, then pull it back up. It's a crock. Don't start all that crap. He didn't have to say that. You know cameras are there. If you don't know, you should know. The game's on CBS, for God's sake. You know the cameras are there. You know the mics are there. Whatever gets said is going to get picked up. Just say nothing. Shake his hand. Go to the locker room and go, hey, guys, if we get them again, let's remember this. And nobody ever knows. But he said that, and the Wisconsin coach was like, dude, I get it, but you kind of forced the timeout. You're gonna play, so you can play the last twenty seconds, but we can't. Yeah, is that how you that, can press. Is that how that works? You can try real hard in the last twenty seconds, but we can't. Because the Wisconsin coach is protecting his players. Those are his backups that he plays. That he asked to give you a good look in practice on Monday when they get ready for Maryland or Minnesota, whoever's next, right? 
Your job is to protect those players. I just, I don't, I don't know. It, it's been fascinating to watch media reaction to it because it's you knew what was coming and it did. And today it's going to be this big story. And if I were the Big Ten, I'd be pissed off. Can't win. Can't win. Mm-hmm. I'd be curious. I mean, they're, they're going to have to respond today. It can't sit another day. Something will come out. Whatever the whatever uh, the decision is, will be. I have to today. do something today. I mean, you have to call all the parties involved. And I mean, the easy thing is just to do nothing. But you can't start suspending the players who threw punches and not do anything to the coaches that that were involved. That's the problem is that video has players just throwing haymakers, including one that appeared to land. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm, it was a long night for the Big Ten last night. I'm I'm guessing some people went into work who were not at work. Yeah, it's not a fireable offense, as Forty says. No, no, no. Fireable. No. no. But it was a really bad look. And anybody who says it wasn't a bad look is not being honest with themselves. If you're Michigan, you're pissed off. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're administrator at Michigan, you're pissed off today. Like that that's just not how you can't let that happen. Yeah. So uh dot com coming up. Um really cool story in the morning coming out. Um I tease that a little bit today, um, as well. So um that uh, we'll talk about whatever else. We'll talk some SEC. I thought Andy Staples had an interesting column over the weekend, focused on Grant, uh, Greg Sankey, some of the things that were going on from a playoff standpoint as they announced no playoff expansion prior to 2026. Yeah. Over the uh, the last couple of days, some NIL stuff, some of those some of those things coming up here on the uh, the show. So I hope everybody had a wonderful day, and we will talk to you again tomorrow.